It's a Farm Friday. Let's talk the perpetually rebuilding Miami Marlins. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Because BetOnline is where the game starts. So, Miami Marlins today. When you're looking at this farm system, you start off in single A with the Jupiter Hammerheads type of shark. Uh, I don't know. I don't think a hammerhead shark and a marlin would be friends, but that's fine. There's some other interesting names as we go a little farther along. This this system definitely has the best team names, top to bottom. You'll see what I mean. So, a uh, couple highlights here at Single A, and obviously it's kind of a weird time to try to catch highlights in Single A because a lot of the the great players have already moved up uh, to High A. But right now. Uh, top five prospect in the system, Jacob Berry, 2022 draftee out of LSU. Uh, interesting situation here. I mean, still kind of new to the system. Obviously, I think he has less than 100 at-bats in professional baseball right now. He's batting like 230, 327, 333. It's really like not enough to judge him on. Kind of just want to go by what he has done. Six foot, 212. Uh, very... Switch hitter plus power. It's something where I feel like he's a better hitter for power from the left-hand side. But, um, and, and, and part of that's just because you naturally see more right-handed hitters. So you're batting le- or right-handed pitchers. So you're batting lefty more. But um, really, really mature at the plate. Really good ability to, to uh, square up on a fastball up in the zone. We've talked about the, the elevated fastball on this show so much. Uh, doesn't quite go foul pole to foul pole, more of a gap to gap kind of thing. The issue you have with Jacob Berry, and not necessarily an issue, but uh, the hitch and the giddy up here is defensively, what is he going to do? Uh, he played some DH in college, first base, played third base. I feel like uh, as a pro, third base is probably not the the best fit for him. So you're looking at a first baseman or a left fielder or something like that. A little more pressure on the power tool. I think it's there. But overall, it's definitely hitting is his path to MLB and to playing time. Uh, Another prospect that's here is number 15 prospect in the system. I believe actually the highest rated catcher, catcher Joe Mack. Uh, So... 2021 first rounder, the supplemental round out of high school, 6-1-2-10, one of the rare prep catchers. We don't see a lot of those guys now. Uh, really strong arm, really good throwing ability. Uh, the questions are going to, it's going to kind of be uh, offense, right? Um, we think that power, he's probably going to get to plus power. Contact is good. Like he's 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 good at, at I'm going to call it hit ability. It's the it's the offensive equivalent of pitchability. I'm going to call it hitability, but just an understanding of how to make decent contact and and put the ball in play. Good at that. Obviously, I think he needs to be more more uh, more aggressive on the hittable pitches. It's it's something like the Yankees talked about: hit strikes hard. 
that the thing I think Joe Mack, I mean, he's a prep, uh, you know, needs to learn to do a little bit. Uh, below average for a runner, you expect that because he's a catcher. I think the slash line, 241, 394, 370 with four home runs and just over 100 at-bats, uh, is kind of where you would picture a, a 18-year-old uh, with his first taste of professional baseball. Uh, I think the raw power is there. I think it's going to come. It's just going to give him a little bit of time. And then a player that I'm including because nobody really understands where to put him. So Yiddy Cape, uh, infielder, Baseball America has him as the 25th best prospect. MLB Pipeline has him as the 6th best prospect. That's why we're talking about him. 2021 IFA out of Cuba, 6'3", 175. And uh, signed for $3.5 million on the very first day of the international signing period. Um, The comp that people were giving, and I don't do comps, and you'll see why. The comp that people were giving him as an amateur was Carlos Correa. So, uh, above, above average runner to me, plus arm, I think that he could play shortstop or third base. Uh, offensively, I think the question's going to be, how much power does he get into? Uh, so, right now, 297, 344, 61, uh, and that is combined between rookie ball and A ball. Uh, the A-ball line is 289, 314, 404 in 27 games. Two home runs, eight extra base hits. The tools are there. I think defensively, he's good. Um, plus arm strength, needs to work on just consistency from play to play. And probably, I, I'm thinking we'll end up at third base. That's fine. There's, you'll see there's plenty of infield prospects in this system. It's fine if he ends up at third base. Uh, guy I didn't mention is Khalil Watson. We're going to catch him at the beginning of the next segment. So just kind of stay tuned there for that. Um, hi, A. Beloit. I mentioned the names in this system. Beloit Skycarp. Apparently, Sky, you know, Carp's a fish. Skycarp is a nickname for geese. So when you have a gaggle of geese that are in the air... Somebody might say, look at those sky carp up there. That's, that's, yeah. Anyway, like I said, best names in all of minor league baseball in this system, top to bottom. So here, one of those infielders I was talking about, uh, number five prospect, shortstop Jose Salas. Uh, so the thing here is, he, one of the first ones of all of these middle infield prospects to move up to high A. Uh, so got, got bumped a little bit earlier than everybody else. And stat-wise, so in, in high A, 39 games, 225, 307, 331 with three home runs. In, in Jupiter, where he had put about 60 games, 267, 355, 421, five home runs, 21 extra base hits. So a little bit of an adjustment as he's getting up to the next level. But I think here, the adjustment that he's having to make is he's facing better pitchers. and. The thing that he's been doing here is he's got great plate coverage, okay? He can, he can touch any part of the plate with the bat. He can cover. He can hit anything. The thing is, he can hit anything. And so he doesn't always make good contact. Rather than being a little more selective and waiting for a pitch that not only can he contact, he can make quality contact on, he'll swing early. And so it's weak contact. He'll roll over something. 
He'll pop it up. It's not quality contact. Um, when he gets a little bit better into the groove and is being a little more selective, you'll see his performance pick up, and then he'll kind of get back in his old habits. He's a little bit of a streaky player. Uh, defensively, I think that he's good enough. He's going to stick in the infield. I don't know if he's going to stick it short. Uh, he does have the arm to play third. He does have the quick timing uh, and everything to play second. He did internationally before he um, before he became a, a professional baseball player. He played a little bit of outfield. I think he can stick in the infield, though. It's just a question of where is he going to be. Might be shortstop. He has the potential. He has the tools to be a shortstop. But it's something where he hasn't been as engaged and focused on every single play. And so the consistency is not quite there. He's got time to figure it out. Um, but just question there about where is he going to go? Where is he going to end up? In just a second, I want to get to the AA Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Again, great team names. As well as have the Khalil Watson conversation. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can get your favorite sports and events at the number one source for odds, lines, and games. Reviews and news of every league, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college football, esports, and golf. BetOnline is the is the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. Live in-game betting, scores, they have you covered. It's not even necessarily just who's going to win and lose the game. I got an email from our buddy Jimmy Shapiro late on Wednesday with some props that they have out there right now for MLB. The first one is, is Albert Pujols going to reach 700 home runs? Regular season, they're not counting postseason in this. Regular season, no is minus 2,000, and yes is plus 900. So the math works out, that's about a 10% chance is what they're giving Albert Pujols on reaching 700 home runs this regular season. The other one, and I love this, the other one is the Washington Nationals have not had a starting pitcher credited with a victory in 40 consecutive games. It is a record for the longest longest winless streak by a pitching staff in Major League Baseball history. Like, more than 120 years. And so they have prop bets out there about which Washington Nationals starting pitcher will earn the next victory for these for this rotation. Uh, Paolo Espino is the leader in the clubhouse right now. Eric Fetty is last. But I imagine that Cade Cavalli, who has his first start on Friday, uh, that he may change the calculus a bit. I got to go check and see if it's updated to see if that's in here. We are going to talk about the Cade Cavalli start on Monday. Don't worry. And in the meantime... Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay. I want to talk Pensacola, but first, let's just talk Khalil Watson. Okay. Top prospect in the system, one of the top prospects going into this season. Uh, had a year last year, uh, 394, 524, 606 in rookie ball. Uh, looked really good. This year, in A ball, age 19, had a couple struggles. Struggle number one is at the plate. 69 games, 226, 290, 374. Okay, struck out almost 37% of the time. Walk rate under 8%. He needs to be more patient. He needs to stop swinging at everything. 
ground ball rate went from 14% last year to 43%. So when he does make contact, he's hitting ground balls and getting thrown out. It's been a terrible year for Khalil Watson. The other issue is he got suspended for a week. And he got suspended for a week because he struck out and then he took his gun or he he took his bat and acted like it was gun and mimicked shooting the umpire. Uh, At best, it's just a very poor, a joke in poor taste, kind of given what we've seen around gun violence in the country. At best, it's a threat. Uh, I'm not saying he did that. I'm saying that's, you know, that's the different ways to interpret this. Um, he was he was benched for I think about a week or so. From what I've been told, that was like the final straw amongst many different issues that they were having off the field with Khalil Watson. He's got a ton of talent. He doesn't, as of now, have a ton of maturity, and that's something that he needs to figure out. Um, he is still listed in prospect lists. Uh, MLB Pipeline has him as a top 10. Baseball America has him, you know, middle to back half of the top 20. Um, I don't really know what's going to happen with Khalil Watson. A lot of things need to change for him to rec- to, to have a major league career. He has struggled offensively. He has struggled mentally. He has struggled emotionally with the rigors of playing professional baseball, and I want him to figure it out because he has fantastic tools and he is fun to watch when he is on, um, but I don't know when that's going to happen. So, he's, t- he's still at single A right now, last I saw. Um, don't know what's going to happen. So, if you want a Khalil Watson update, there you go. But in double A, at the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, which again, love these names. A um, couple guys... One is a guy we've talked about on the show before when we were talking about potential aces, right-hand pitcher Yuri Perez. I'm going to call him a number two because I call everybody a number two, but Yuri Perez is a fantastic pitcher, 6'8", 200. Um, He's out right now, right shoulder tendonitis. Not supposed to be anything serious, but uh, for being 6'8", very good as far as control, understanding where everything is, making his delivery work in sync, uh, able to hit his spots, great control, and all of that. So on the year, he's got like 73 innings, 102 strikeouts, 21 walks, 419 ERA. But the the tool set. So he has a four-seam fastball, sits 95 or so. A lot of like great life to it up in the zone. We've talked about the elevated fastball. Multiple times. Uh, I'd give that a 70 grade. It's the best fastball in this minor league system. Uh, slider plus slider. Very good slider. I like I, I, I like what it does. Uh, ch- you know, change up is when he throws it correctly, it's got some really good kind of fading life to it. Uh, sometimes he slows the arm down and it kind of telegraphs it a bit. Um, you know, when he's disguising it well. It's a plus pitch. So flashes of plus pitch there. He can throw it against righties and against lefties. I love it. It gives him a weapon both ways. Uh, Curveball is above average, I think. Average to above average. Um, 
something that's one of those like one to sevens. He 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 uses it a lot early in an at bat. He'll he'll get an early strike from it, but I just think he needs to be more consistent with it. So tons of tools here. Uh, again, six eight two hundred. So he's incredibly tall. He's incredibly young for the level, uh, and yet he's holding his own. He's playing well. I think that once he comes back and he comes back healthy. He's a guy that is can, looks like he can be a number two uh, with just a little more refinement, but the, the ceiling is absolutely fantastic on Khalil, oh, I'm sorry, on Yuri Perez. I'm still in that Khalil Watson conversation. Uh, to go along with him, another pitcher who is very good, not as good as him, but very good, Jake Eater, uh, left-hand pitcher, 2020 fourth rounder out of Vanderbilt, 6'4", 215. He was recovering from Tommy John when he was drafted. Um, so haven't seen much of him right now. He looks to be full go for 2023. He's working on the rehab still has a personal goal of 200 innings, but before the injury looked incredibly dominant plus fastball sat mid to upper nineties, 95, 96 can touch 98 with it. Uh, plus slider had a lot of good horizontal break to it. Changeup was really improving a lot of fading life on the changeup, uh, similar to Yuri Perez's. Plus command, plus makeup. Really good stuff for a lefty as far as fastball velocity and things like that. Liked what I saw. Looked incredibly dominant before he got hurt. So just want to see him get healthy. I think 2023 is going to be the year where he's going to pop. In just a minute, we're going to get to AAA. We're going to talk about this Jacksonville team. Um, I just There's some talent here and then talent at the MLB level as well. Okay, so AAA, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. I'm telling you, best team, best names in a minor league system, top to bottom. The Hammerheads, the Sky Carp, the Blue Wahoos, also a fish, by the way, and the Jumbo Shrimp. So, uh, the guy here to know about, there's a, there's a couple guys this is to know about, but the guy here to know about, right-hand pitcher Sixto Sanchez. So, we saw him starting, he, took, he had seven starts the MLB level in 2020. It was 2015 IFA, six foot 230. Um, was absolutely like dominant in those seven starts. Tore a, a, a capsule in a shoulder, capsular tear is what they call it. Had surgery, still rehabbing. His goal, just like Jake Eater, his goal is also 2023. <coughs> so the thing about Sixto Sanchez here, uh, 80 grade fastball when he back when he was throwing. I I can technically give you know Yuri Perez the best fastball because Eater's uh because Sanchez hasn't pitched all year. But 80 grade fastball, uh averaged about 99 miles an hour. Uh, change up was a 70 grade double plus pitch. Av- like just both sides destroyed people there. Slider I think could have been a plus pitch. It was above average when we saw it, potentially plus. Uh, curveball was above average as well, a little bit behind the, uh, the, the slider, but still really good. He actually played in the postseason in 2020 against the Braves. Um, something where as the season went on, he wore down a little bit. Um, so Velo dropped a little bit. Results weren't as good, a little, you know, but... Still, I mean, looked like a phenomenal pitcher. Just got to get him back to healthy. Uh, I am curious to know about his weight, what that's done while he's been out. We saw him as he was coming up from 2015 IFA 
to when he came out in 2020. Just we saw him getting a little bit of weight and maybe tipping over a little bit too far. So I'm curious to see how his conditioning looks when he comes back. But just on the injured list, this team has a ton of pitching talent between Yuri Perez and Jake Eater, Sixto Sanchez, Max Meyer. We'll get to him in a second. Just a ton of talent, but injured talent. So want to see him put it back together. And again, hoping for a healthy 2023 debut for both him and Eater. Also here is Jordan Groshen. So shortstop, uh, actually drafted in 2018 in the first round by the Blue Jays. He was sent to the Marlins at the deadline. Uh, the Marlins gave up two relievers, Anthony Bass and Zach Pop, uh, for him. So 63205. I like his arm. I think he has a good infield arm, but. I don't necessarily think he has the speed and the range to stick it short. So I'm thinking he's probably going to end up at third base. Um, If he does that, the issue you have here, if he moves to third base, is how the offensive profile fits. We talk about those less premium defensive positions. You need to have a little more power. That's kind of the profile. Um. So AAA, 17 games in Jacksonville, 350, 437, 483. Uh, one home run, six extra base hits. So small sample size, batting average is great. Slugging, 43, you're happy with that. But if he's going to play third base versus short, he's going to need to hit for more power. So this entire season um, is like 80 games for him. He's got two home runs. His entire minor league career He's played over 200 games. He has 16 home runs. So if you're going to be a third baseman, you just need him to have more more power than he does now. He's (coughs) sorry, probably the best infield arm in the system. Um, Can hit for a good average. It's just a matter of finding that balance, right? Understanding how much power, how much you can sell out for power without bringing your 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 batting average and your on-base percentage down. So he's just got to work on that a bit. Um, again, I do think he is going to end up at third base. I do think that he's got uh, abo- you know, above average raw power. It's just a matter of how is that going to translate into games. So, And then when you get outside of AAA and you actually get to the big league level, there's a couple guys... Um, one, Max Meyer, we were very, very excited for his debut. Um, he's another one of those guys that has like 60s across the board. Fastball, uh, sits low, usually sits low 90s, can hit 96, 97 when he needs it. He's got, um, he's got a slider that is a very good weapon. Horizontal breaking slider, tons of swings and misses on it. Um, Changeup is something, it doesn't move a ton. The big thing on the changeup is it messes with your timing. It doesn't run away from your bat. It just is, comes in slower than the fastball from the same, um, the same arm speed and the same re- like release slot. So I'd love to see the changeup have a little more movement to it. Um, I do like the fact, though, that he throws the fastball both sides of the plate. He's fine, but he's got good control. The issue is... Uh, Missed time this year with nerve irritation in his elbow. Um, came back, looked good enough. They caught him up to the big leagues. He made two starts. 
re-injured the elbow and is now having Tommy John. So Max Meyer's a 2024 guy for us. We're looking for him to come back uh, sometime in the 2024 season. Another guy that the Marlins have called up and has played and done pretty well in the pros is J.J. Blade, 6'2", 197. He was a 2019 um, first-round pick, number four overall by the Marlins out of Vanderbilt. And, like, it's hard to forget, he got a little bit of time in the, like, in the, in high A in 2019. And then 2021 was really his, like, his only minor league season. Started off at double A, spent the whole season at double A. This year, 80 games in triple A and they caught him up at the Bigs. Triple A, 228, 365, 470, 20 home runs, 33 extra base hits. He's played 30 games in the bigs right now, 200, 304, 400. Um, he's got four home runs and 11 extra base hits. So really good strike zone discipline. Um, good knowledge of the strike zone. Good at adjusting where his barrel is to make sure he can make contact with the ball. Um, and specifically help him make solid contact. So. I like what he does at the plate. He's got above average raw power. I think it's going to translate into probably average power. The question with J.D. Oh, sorry. And then the defense. The defense is, I mean, plus defender. If you put him in right field, he's going to be probably a plus defender. You put put him in center, he's going to be above average. Now, I haven't watched a ton of his games at the MLB level this year. I could be wrong, but that's kind of, last I saw him, that's the impression that I had of him was um, right field plus defender plus arm strength. Speed is average to above average. Center, probably an above average defender. But his issue is going to be um, contact. His 2021 was rough, and I don't know if he's ever going to be a high batting average guy. So his struggles are going to be adjusting to big league pitching to the point where that power can come into play. He hit 20 home runs in AAA, like I said, but even in AAA, batting average was 228. Uh, it's just something where he's going to have to uh, just be more consistent offensively. He's got a good knowledge of the strike zone. He does well at getting the bat onto the ball. You just want to make sure it's quality contact. You want to make sure it's something you can drive. Um, They've tweaked some things. They've changed with how he, his stance in the box and things like that. Um, he's going to be a guy you're going to have to kind of tinker with to make him right, but you'll make him right. And when you do, he'll be a, he'll be a, a good pro for you. Uh, honestly, the big takeaway from this system is there's a ton of pitching talent. A ton of it is hurt. But when they come back, like these dudes have tools to be, well, dudes, to be really good pitchers. So I'm excited to see what this, like, honestly, the most important people in Miami right now are the the training staff, getting all of these guys back into shape, getting a Yuri Perez, getting a Jake Eater, getting the Sixto Sanchez, working with a Max Meyer. I mean, you can make a, a big league rotation uh, just out of guys that are recovering from procedures or are out injured right now. That's how much talent is in this minor league system, and I'm excited to see what the Marlins do with it. Great week this week. Next week, another amazing week. Don't forget, uh, mailbag on Monday. If you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. Or you can email us, lockedonmlbprospects at gmail.com. That mailbag 
episode on Monday is solely listener questions. All the way through, we give the people what they want on this show. Uh, until then, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Uh-huh.